Uh, but like uh, the point, the point is the reason I brought that up, not to interrupt, like was because uh, Little Wayne and uh, Two Chains they played together. Uh, they were like kind of a group at one point, and th- that was the one I did not give a shit about at all. <laughs> and I was like on my phone the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> so. So, uh, but yeah, like we're going to talk about uh, Little Wayne and his great verse on this song. Uh, <laughs> uh, coming up now. <laughs> Click. Remember that record that you bought me like two years ago? Well, I just remember that it's sitting in the closet. So I called you up just to tell you I've been meaning to listen to Why don't you come over and talk about it? Ooh. 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 Why don't you come over and talk about it? Oh, that was good. That was your best transition yet. Welcome to I've Been Meaning to Listen to That, the podcast where we go through albums we've been meaning to listen to and use it as a conduit to learn about each other and our guests. I'm Andrew Ambrose Lee. I'm Sean Wilkinson. I'm Michael Imentado. And I am R.E.M. Tesfe. Oh, sh- yeah. Yeah, you did it. Oh, by the way, uh, you might know this guest. It's R.E.M. Tesfe. Now you say your now you, now you say It's R.E.M. Tesfe. Hey, it's R.E.M. Tesfe. <laughs> so uh, I guess like Sean, you probably know R.E.M. better than me and Michael. <laughs> so like, I guess like uh, what is like what is your like friendship and relationship? Like, I don't really actually know. Yeah, if you had to rate each other where you are placed, like my <laughs> space style, where are you? <laughs> On a scale are of they, one to are, ten. Is she in your top yeah. eight or whatever? <laughs> There's someone else. Sorry. It's God. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> number one. My number one. Represent. It's just like. <laughs> you guys can't see it because the podcast, but Sean is taking a knee right now and he's pointing one finger up to him. So. <laughs> no, we met in high school. Um, it's really funny because we like. Good. So far checks out. Uh, yes. I, now I'm verifiable. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, it's really, it's really funny because we like had this connection initially. It kind of turned into like. Do we like each other? Do we have crushes <laughs> yeah. on each other? And it turned out, no. <laughs> I don't <Why>? understand. <laughs> you two are so, you two are so nice people. Like why? Yeah. It's such a generic story of like you date and then like one of you comes out and then you're best friends. Yeah. Like because we like liked a lot of the same music and I remember and also we say dated. We went on one date. We went to a bookstore. <laughs> Did we really? Wow. Yes. Oh shit. Wait. Okay. I don't remember that. That's how that's how great the date was. I don't remember it. Uh, like, I am does. Mm. Yeah, it was yeah. great for me. <laughs> so it's great for she's, her, yeah. She's holding a grudge on me that I'm gay. <laughs> Maybe someday you'll break up with Kai and go to your senses. Yeah. And finally be yourself. It's just like reading chicken noodle soup for the teenage soul together. <laughs> yeah. just like, I like this one. <laughs> Wait, Sean, what is that next to you? I kissed dating goodbye by best selling Christian author. <laughs> but uh, uh yeah, we've just stayed like best friends since freshman year of high school basically so like 10 years later almost which is really crazy and we lived together for a brief period of time and which was like oh, wow. the best living situation we lived together for a year it was right uh, like soft it was like sophomore year of college oh that's, oh, that's awesome it was really fun so uh yeah like uh so thank you for sharing your stories i guess um but like <laughs> uh look oh uh but like Ariam, like uh, we just gotta get into it what is your this is uh this is of course is con may west uh the month live dot the month long dive into the discard 
discography of Kanye West's mm -hmm. best albums. Uh, um, I actually do like, I like them all except one, actually, to be honest. Um, Wait, which which one is it again? I don't like Jesus is King as much. Oh, Although okay. I have, I, I do see value in it. It's just like, I think, <laughs> but I also think like, Yay and uh, Kidsy goes together as like, you know, a two part project is actually really good. Um, but because yeah, Ar like Ariam was like, are you guys doing Life of Pablo? And we were like, no. How could y'all skip that one? I, I understand it has really bad connections to like all the most terrible people I knew in high school, just like loving that album. But I'm sorry. People like people really cape for that album. People like it's not my it's it's on my like bottom rung and I love it, but it's like it's on my bottom rung, but I still love it, you know, basically of Kanye albums. Um, but um, but yeah, like uh, Ariam, what is your uh, relation? What is your relationship to Kanye's artistry, music and personal life? That's yeah. Whew. Deep questions. I actually did not like Kanye very much. Actually, I remember my family when we were younger just like bought very generic music. And so one year my parents bought this like Grammy compilation CD and it was oh. when his first album came out. So Through the Wire was nominated and it was on that CD. And I remember like the other songs on the CD were like the Black Eyed Peas and like just all this other stuff. I think like Sheryl Crow and stuff like that. And Through the Wire was like the song we would always listen to. And um, yeah, but from there, like, I really liked that song, but I never really was a Kanye fan just because like, it took me kind of a while to get into rap music, like seriously. Um, but then later, I just remember in high school, like people always listened to him, like the person I dated listened to him a lot. But it was really like I had a really weird association with it because it was like just a lot of like people who were kind of like like rap fans who were also kind of like not the best people. And so I was like, I don't really want to listen to that. It doesn't really have like a positive connection for me. Um, and I think Kanye was kind of like the Kanye was like the fuck boy king. Like if you, <laughs> like if you were a fuck boy, like you were listening to Kanye, like you were and you liked everything he did and he couldn't do anything wrong. And for that reason, I was like, I'm good. But then like freshman year of college, I remember. So this is late. This is like 2015. Um, mm -hmm. I just got really in into Kanye. And I think like it's funny because the more you listen to like college dropout and like instrument, like the sounds of the instruments are so beautiful. And the way he raps is like so profound. Like I just didn't even like he's such a different genre by himself that it was kind of like, I don't care who else is listening to him. Like this is this is really good music. But then this album <laughs> is just not my favorite at all. Like I remember. OK, um, yeah. Once once he turned into like auto tune Kanye, even though I was like retroactively listening to it, I was like, this is not the Kanye. For me. What part don't you like about it? The 808 or the heartbreak? <laughs> I think all of it together, <laughs> even worse. I think, you know, you know, to balance that out, I think this is a good time to admit that this is my second or third favorite Kanye album ever. That's what I was thinking. Like, I thought you liked this one a lot. I love this one. I, I and yesterday, like because. Uh, after we recorded, we were recording this out of order. Uh, like, so, uh, we did our, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy episode right before this. And I was a, honestly a little burnt out on Kanye. I was like, I don't want to do this right now. Like, especially like, cause we uh, recorded it like uh, two days ago, basically. And we're doing this one now. And I'm like, I don't want to do this right now. <laughs> and then I listened to it last night and I cried. I cried twice listening to this. I was like, this is 
so good. Like, this is like so. Yeah, I cried yeah. because I did not like this. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm so sorry that you have such a like deep connection to this because me and today we were just listening to it, looking to each other like. <laughs> like <laughs> that's fine that's fine and, and yeah. i was astral projecting myself like dr strange into the room too also doing that so <laughs> <laughs> um wow well that's cool sorry bro uh, yeah. <laughs> that's a lot of fun yeah, I think this will be a great conversation. <laughs> yeah uh I'm, I'm used to it. I'm used to it. Um, so sad joke, sad joke, sad joke alarm. <laughs> the audience laughs and then frowns. You're like, hmm. <laughs> classic. Ha ha. <laughs> you must be joking or smoking. Are <laughs> you oh, kidding me? <laughs> it's first good one in a while. I think that's the reason I like this album is because like, that, that is like the reaction I get to most jokes I make. Oh no. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, let's just talk about this particular album. Is there any other, like, I guess, like, what what is your take on, like, current day Kanye, like, beyond just, like, oh, I don't like the auto-tune of it all? Like, what, what are your kind of thoughts? The thing is, I try to stay really, like, far removed from just, like, Kanye's spiral because it's really hard to watch and it's really sad. And, like, it all really started to take place after his mom died. Yeah. And I know that that had a lot to do with it and just, like, his worsening mental state. Um, and I don't really like, it sucks. He married a Kardashian, but like Kanye is basically also a Kardashian. Like, you know, like it's not, I was like, he's too good. Like, yeah, it's all, it, it made sense. It made a lot of sense for them to be together. The thing he said about their relationship is like, she's one of the first women who, uh, was self independently wealthy enough or independently sustainable enough so that I wasn't worried that she was after my money. I wasn't worried of anything like that, basically. Mm. And like she could love him for him. Like and that. we can get into how a black woman would not like that's just I'm sorry. But like it's also just because she's not black. There's like a lot of that yeah. as well. But like, I don't know him as a musician. Like, I think that he is a really beautiful musician. Yeah. I think like I was talking to someone who was saying now he only puts things out because He's basically trying to like spite the record label or something like he's under yeah, some he contract. To. Like he has um, to do it. He like has to put it out. Right. So he's kind of like, OK, I'm just going to make this and like you're just going to put this out and then people still listen to it. So I haven't listened to like Kids See Ghost or um, even like Jesus is King. Even Jesus is King. <laughs> like, how dare I? I'm getting Well, because that one's like intriguing. It's like, ooh, gospel music. You know, like, like if he executed that well, I would have loved that album. Honestly, truly. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I try not to think too much about him. But also when someone's like, he said this, I'm like, oh, OK, like, he's not doing well. So. He is truly unwell. He's really unwell. And it sucks that like, I don't know. It just sucks. It makes me really sad. If you think too much about it, it makes me really sad. Yeah. And uh, this is what the, that's why I love this album. It makes you like really mm. think. like, I guess like. I guess maybe it does and it doesn't because it's very uh, packaged in these very it, it's still a product. The songs he makes in this album are like like packaged into like a pop song or something like that yeah. or like a ballad or something like that. Yeah. But when you like when you kind of this is like the fulcrum point for Kanye of just like everything like th this is like the genesis of new Kanye, new era Kanye, basically. And like yeah, him for sure. like just him making the choice to go down this road further into what we know today, basically. 
Um, and it's also like his most like I would I would argue his most vulnerable record. Yeah. Because like my beautiful dark twisted fantasy is like covering mm, himself like up. Like toxic masculinity shit. Yeah, t- covering up with toxic masculinity, like with opulence, with yeah. uh, very egotistical you know, this s- sweat. Yeah. I feel like that's a more honest portrayal. I don't know. Like, obviously, I don't know Kanye as a person, but I feel like that's really honest in a way is like, I am so sad that instead of dealing with this, I'm going to ball out and then I'm going to talk about it because like niggas can relate to that, honestly, because I think a lot of people would rather that than like sit in their feelings. But I think at the same time, like he is also confronting his feelings by doing that. But I think with this one, it was like it was like vulnerable in a way that's like. I don't know. Like if I was the person who he wrote, cause it's clear yeah, it's like about yeah. someone. And then it's like hearing it's really hard. Cause it's like, you sound Oh, that childish. part, that's the part I don't like about this album. Yeah. It's this album is very like hypocritical. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, let's get into uh, the background of this album. Uh, so this is after grad, like basically a few months after graduation is most uh, just like jo- one of his more joyous albums, just like, it's like his like SNL performance is like very like it's really adorable. It's like he's just basically like, hey, mama, can you see me? I'm rocking on your TV. Just like he's like so like, you know, he's like at the top, like everyone loves him. Like LeBron is there like Jay- he's friends with Jay-Z and stuff like that. It's like everything's good. And then his mother passes away from a plastic surgery, like a breast reduction. And then like she was fine the next day. But then like it caused complications with her, like her hearts and she died very suddenly basically and then like later um he broke off his engagement like this is all well-worn territory like people like who like know this album like know this story basically but like yeah that's the you know it's like the mo- it's like that's like so traumatic that is so traumatic you know like i don't know how anyone lives after that like and then he, he in interviews he'll say like i blame myself for it if i didn't move to hollywood this wouldn't have happened she would still be alive you well, and that's what the last song of this album is about. Right? Wait, why, yeah. why does he say that? Like his mom wouldn't have gotten plastic surgery or they wouldn't have had the money. He, he for wouldn't that? have been a star. He wouldn't have afford been able to afford it. OK, um, she wouldn't. Have, yeah, basically. like So he, he like bought that for her. And so it kind of takes like responsibility in a sense. Yeah, he takes responsibility. Gotcha. And like I, he has not. It's very clear he has not gotten over it. And I just like I don't, I don't know how you could get over it. But I also think like the way he handles it outwardly is just so interesting. Like it's not even like a sad person. It's like someone who's chosen to like pass sadness and just like enter. I don't know. So I wouldn't, it's not even, not even that it's a choice, but like he's just been spiraling for so long. So like after like, you know, obviously there was a little time, but then afterwards he just went straight into the tour. He went straight into the tour for graduation, like, which is, in like which is just like you know the happy album and stuff like that and then that's where he performed the pinocchio story song you know he he performed that was like before before he wrote this album he wrote he made pinocchio story he performed it live and um that's like him at his like that's the most raw like grieving like song basically and then um yeah like basically like his like he breaks off an engagement and like but yeah his choice is really interesting that he chooses to keep working he chooses just to work and work and work and then he made he took three weeks to write and record this album it's a very just inspiration hit and he had to get these feelings out 
album. And yeah, he, but he was like, he was not okay. And like he, the reason he wears those sunglasses in those shows is because he couldn't stop crying all the time. Basically. I didn't know that. So it's like, it's so like, so yeah, like that's like basically the background for some of the background for this album. Uh, what do you feel are some of the themes of this album? 808s and heartbreak. And here I'm going to be uh, I'm going to do my impression of Michael here. Uh, well, obviously, uh, there's 808s. And uh, I think you got to consider this. Heartbreak. Oh, and also, there's heartbreak. Uh, don't care about your feelings. Uh, first set of 808. And of course, obviously, when you listen to the album all the way through, you'll realize that there are, of course, heartbreaks. <laughs> Let's just say, for sake of argument, yeah. that. Play the devil's advocate here. Uh, now, now. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. I'm sorry I made you. I'm sorry my impression of you is Ben Shapiro. <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> that is unfortunate. Dang. But, I mean, I'll, I uh, understand where that comes from so facts do not hurt my feelings facts and 808s may break my bones but feelings will never hurt me <laughs> um, anyway uh, themes of this album you know obviously uh, Kenny loves Robocop uh, <laughs> he's a big Paul Verhoeven fan. Like, yeah. That's what we were. Oh my gosh. That Robocop. I could and not get it's over really Robocop. Funny. It's really funny. Loves Robocop. Loves misery. Yeah. Oh loves my God. King. Loves Stephen King. <laughs> he's a big, he's a big, like, that's the thing I kind of like about him is he's a big cinephile. Like he that's loves like, Master and Commander, like he loves Spike <laughs> Jones. Yeah, like he's like really like he Spike Jones directed his like little short film for this movie, mm-hmm. like for this album, basically. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Well, even though he's um, a cinephile, I'm an anti anophile, so <laughs> just so Yo. you guys know about that. Yum. If you got that instantly, stand up. <laughs> <laughs> just air it. That was a good one. Sorry. <laughs> That was a good one. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I think first Andrew, good one in a while. Andrew might have gotten it, but didn't like it. Didn't like it. I just didn't get it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah. Wait, did like, you really not? No. He said you might be a cinephile, but I'm an anti anophile. Cinnabon, Auntie Anne, the two malls, mall foods. Oh, okay. All right. All right. I'm a Sabarophile. <laughs> yeah, that's like, good. <laughs> I'm a weird mini Taco Bellophile. <laughs> Themes. Um, sadness. Also being petty. Yeah. Like, I just, yeah. like, this is the whole thing. Like, this man is so petty. It sounds very, it's very, like, cheesy to be like, this rapper is being toxic and toxically masculine but like he's being toxically masculine mm-hmm. like he's just yeah. projecting everything he Absolutely. feels because he doesn't want to deal with it internally or like at that point wasn't in therapy <laughs> yeah and yeah and like he talks about later where like in life of pablo where he tries to go to therapy but like mm-hmm. his therapist is like yo my son here's his mixtape and stuff yeah. like that it's yeah. like oh my god yeah basically not not like oh. here's my mixtape but like like yeah, my son so is my like son a big on. fan of you and stuff like that, and it's like freaked him out basically. So like, unprofessional. This was so like I don't like anything that sounds like the whole thing is just clearly sounds like the whole thing is just about one thing, and every single song on this album is just like you are a thought. I am so sad. Why did we break up? You made me sad. What's the mod tune on that? You gotta, you gotta hit single. <laughs> you are. It does, it does feel like his like it feels like his most cohesive album. In a bad way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. 
Like it tells a very <laughs> shitty story. It's like, yeah, his other albums, he's tackling like, uh, like college, you know, heartbreak, working his way up in the music industry. And this is just like heartbreak. And that's it. But yeah. not in an interesting way. And Robocop. And, and, and Robocop. We can't forget Robocop. And, and Heartbreak. And, and, and like, but like, <laughs> so like, I really like, I actually like agree with you about like the projection thing is um, like, I, and I honestly, but it's like so telling that he, you mm-hmm. know, says these things about like, you know, this girl basically. And like mm-hmm. says like, you're paranoid. Do we know? You're cold. Yeah. Who what? is it? It's, it's not Alexis about Amber Pfeiffer. Rose. No, no, no. It's a Alexis oh. Pfeiffer. There's actually not a lot of information like readily available. Like, you know, huh. I I tried to dig for it, but like I couldn't really find mm. anything that was like super verifiable. Which is cool. Actually, fine. Like that is fine. <laughs> but yeah, like he's like clearly projecting like so much of his own feelings of just like being paranoid and being yeah, and he he like can't fucking relax. You know, he if he sits down for like 10 seconds, he's going to think about how he fucked everything up, you know. Right. But yeah, it's not cool that he's projecting this stuff. Absolutely. I agree. With I that. mean, it's honestly it's honestly just like heartbreak and his mom, it seems like. Wait, yeah. Wait, can I throw in real so, here in case we haven't talked about it yet? Also 808s. Hmm? Oh, I think you were say Robocop. <laughs> Robocop. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but like, yeah, so like it's. A lot of it is like sub you got to like read into it a little bit of just like it's actually like interesting how he doesn't talk about his mom very much, you know, except like at the end of Pinocchio story, he really mentions her. I will say, though, like you can tell a lot of his mom is there because it's like he talks about this woman in a way that's like you betrayed a child like. Mm hmm. And I think that's also projecting as far as like the loss of his mom and like being in a relationship at the same time. And like it's two women who play major roles in your life. So like if you lose both of them, then like he seems to be projecting a lot of feelings of abandonment and like not having a choice in the matter. I never thought of it. From what I see with Kanye, I see a lot of like his girlfriends or wives or whoever he's like, you know. Uh, linked to romantically like they seem to have to baby him so much mm-hmm. like they have yes. to protect yeah. him yeah. his feelings like they're his mom like it seems like you know how a lot of people date yeah. their mom like they just date their mom but it's not embarrassing because you have 200 Instagram followers you know what I mean like <laughs> but like yeah, or like you just have a small circle that's what I mean it doesn't even not linked to Instagram but when you're like a famous artist and you clearly like want to date your mom really bad it's it comes across really strange. That's kind of my Kanye vibe. I really so to me, like the really compelling thing about this album is um, obviously just like the 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 clear shock of like these two traumatic events. I was gonna say I think like when one is like your mom dying is like I'm sorry, bro. I don't know what the fuck I would do if my mom passed. Yeah. Like, yeah. I would not like just like what if what if it just happened next week? Like, truly, and that's what like, I'm saying. And like, I think it's like you don't understand. No offense, but like it sucks that they broke up, but it's inconsequential in comparison to losing your mom. But it's yeah. hard not to like put the two on the same level when they happen at the same time. So yeah. like he's carrying a lot of that. Like my mom passed and you also Passed? Abandoned me. Yeah. Question mark? yeah. Like, like y'all both died at the same time. Cause I think he's taking a lot of, of grief and maybe distributing well, it. Well, cause the whole thing is like, he blames himself for his mom's passing. So there's a lot of anger there. And so he's going to put that probably 
on his girlfriend. And it's way yeah. easier to blame yourself for re- relationship breakouts, you know, as as opposed yeah. to like yeah. botched surgery, basically, you know. I also see a lot of him blaming himself for the failed relationship. Like it's and like there's like there's in the album there's a lot of talk of cheating. Like some either she cheated on him or he cheated on her or something along those lines because he also talks about like uh bad news being kind of from the female perspective, like basically like so like that typically that's what happens to women of just like the Mm -hmm. man cheats on him and like she like you know i was waiting for a dream that could never come true Mm. yeah but like also i see this as the disill the the dark side of the american dream he views it very much as an unintended sacrifice he had to make you know Mm. the death Mm. of his mom of like mm. because he uses he alludes to graduation in a cynical, angry, bitter way, you know, chasing the good life, you know, and all these flashing mm. lights, you know, fuck this. This is such, this is bullshit, mm. you know, like I am alone. I have nobody, basically. I didn't and, I didn't think of it that way, really. It's funny that we're talking a lot about like this really this album in relation to like the passing of his mom, because I never really thought about that way. It's really interesting how he weaves like he simultaneously gaslights the fuck out of this woman while being like, I'm so sad. Like that song paranoid. That song is bullshit. Like it's just him being like, even if you felt like you couldn't trust me, I mean, you couldn't, but shit, like, like, what do you want me to do? Like, just fucking deal with it. And I think that's why it's so hard for me to listen to him being sad and just be like, oh, my gosh, like this person really broke your heart because I don't know if I necessarily believe that. Like, I, yeah. So like I see that's like the clear subtext under the album. That's like more the goat that like the angel that's kind of looming over the album more so mm-hmm. than, you know, the, the petty like text of some of the songs. Basically. Well, and we I mean, obviously we're recording this out of order, but, you know, we just recorded Dark Fantasy or whatever. And one thing we talked about was like, it's hard to feel sorry for Kanye. <laughs> I recorded that just in my room. That's good. Thank you for Wait, thank, thank you for that. Wait, Sean, go ahead and keep talking. Okay, I'm going to interrupt you this next time. I got one no, no, on deck. No. <laughs> we uh, we no, we talked about how it's hard to feel sorry for Kanye because it's almost like, oh my god. All right, sorry. Oh, it's just you and oh, it's you and them. Are we finished? Yeah. Are we finished? Yeah. Can we? Can I finish? Can I finish? It's a. But yeah, it's hard to feel car- feel sorry for Kanye because he almost like paints a target on himself. Is what we said. Mm-hmm. Sure. So it's like it's even in this situation, it's like hard to feel sorry for. Maybe it's hindsight bias, but. I don't know. It's kind of hard to feel sorry for him because in my head, I'm like, no, he probably was the one who like fucked up and was kind of a dick. That's the thing is like he makes it seem like he wants to be a dick. Like he's like, I would rather you see me as someone who's really cold hearted than someone who is like even the way he talks about being heartbroken almost seems manipulative. Like I'm manipulating the audience to think that even though I'm a dick, it's still possible for me to get my heart broken. Obviously, he can get heartbroken, but because of his and again, maybe it's hindsight bias, but like because of his ego, it's like. No, man, this is probably just you being a jerk. When I had my heart broken, like, you know, a year or two ago, you know, it took a lot. Like I had some. Yeah, I had some of these feelings of just like I was really angry that she put me in this position. Not not like I angry. Like I was like angry that I was in this position, you know, and that I was like being held back, you know, sense of just like. 
because being heartbroken and experiencing grief, you are just weighed down by grief all the time. And then to see other people to choose how you like experience it necessarily. Like you just have to process it. Every day is different. And to see people like flourish or to see Mm -hmm. this person, like maybe in a relationship or something like that. And just like how it just hits you in waves. Like, yeah, that's the relatable part. Yeah. And like it's, but it took a lot of effort for me to not blame this person or to not go, she's a bad person or anything like it took a lot of, you work on myself and therapy and stuff like that to like really view it as, Oh, this situation is hard and bad and stuff like that more so than, Oh, this person's a bad person or anything like that. Like as far as Kanye views, how his relationship happened and like what happened, it's just so hard for me to listen to the album and not just be like, like even as someone who, who's like dealing with a breakup or going through a breakup, like it's hard to find it relatable. Cause I think the way he talks about it, well, he takes very little responsibility. Even when he, he quote unquote is taking responsibility. It does not. But I think he, I, I think that's like the, the songs that I really love are him taking full responsibility for it. Like these are the choices he's made. Chasing stardom is why this relationship broke up. Chasing stardom is why my mother is dead, basically. And like he's taking no one should live with that. No one like obviously like it's not his fault like that his mother died because of that. But like it's yeah. It, but it, so not saying it's right, but like it's easier to go, well, this person caused this, you know, or this person is yeah. a cause of it, basically. Yeah. yeah I absolutely. just can't imagine ever getting in the studio and being like, I don't know, how many songs are on this album? Like 12. Yeah. Okay, it feels like 30. But just being <laughs> like, I'm going to record song after song about that, like maybe one song. But like that's kind of part of like recording and releasing an album in three weeks. Like sometimes it's good, Mm -hmm. but sometimes yeah, that's like it's like I kind of view this as his thank you next of just like just like an immediate response to like something incredibly traumatic, basically. Um, I might like Kanye better if he wore a high ponytail. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Like, but it's like he like and just like streetlight. Like Streetlight is like a song I adore and like it makes me cry. Like that's a song where it's just like him. And but like it's also like him choosing work. Oh, him choosing mm. his now that like, you know, he says uh, he looks back in hindsight and goes, yeah, that was the most painful thing I've ever gone through. But now I can be the now, you know, I have the strength and fortitude to make music and like the strength and fortitude to become the man I'm supposed to be basically, you know? And, but like, yeah, he talks about like, we mentioned this in the later episode, but like he says like, um, you know, I used to pray to God to like take my pain away and then God took away my mom. So like now nothing hurts as much as that. So that's Mm -hmm. why he, but that's, and that's how he can like, be hated by everyone and not care you know yeah be like that's how he can like that that, and that's a detriment but also like a power he has you know of just like losing and it's like him it's also like him kissing off his old life of just like this is his like kind of uh you know this part of the album is like kind of like the in-between of just like they're still friends they still like maybe they'll hook up or something like that like and but then he's like no, I gotta just go. I gotta just like 
drop this and leave and become the star I'm supposed to be and become like, you know, make my art will be remembered. You know, I don't like it doesn't matter how I feel right now. My art will be remembered. I will change the world, basically. So it's very it's I I love it. It's so good. (laughs) You know, it's not it's like the subject matter is very interesting and it's great. And I (laughs) like it. The production is just great. A, I mean, it all okay. The mixing and everything sounds good. It's all so repetitive, yes, and boring. Mm-hmm. That's grief. That's what grief feels okay. like. I but guess. that street lights. Yeah. That's the song. That, that's what it's about. Andrew, I cannot <laughs> in a million years like. If my personal hell, which I'm of course going to get thrown into because I'm gay, as Little Nas X has told us, uh, is listening to this album over and over and having to cry at this album, which I will not be able to do. Like, that's how I would have to get out is by crying to this album, which I would never be able to do. That's my like trial. Yeah, And and like, I don't know. It's just like very relatable to me and just like how you're trying to get over grief by just like not thinking about it. You know, you you can't like my like. The, the tension of the album is like, I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to show the audience that I'm crying, you know, like right. he, he's like wearing he's like wearing metaphorical sunglasses to cover up the fact that he's crying, you know, and there's like a machismo to it. There's like, you know, like me, black men don't cry and stuff like that. Black men don't show this, but it's also making showing vulnerability cool in a way. You know, it's also expressing this stuff in a way that's like, wow, like. This is an incredibly influential album. Drake built his career on this sound. You know, The Weeknd, that's his thing, basically. You know, Juice World and like, like they're like lesser derivatives of like kind of like where like they built on this album, basically. And this sound, right. it's like one of the most influential pop albums, like true, like art pop albums, basically. Um, so I don't know. I like it. (laughs) That's all that matters. It's hard to like, I don't know. It's just one of those albums where I think there's a lot of albums that I could talk about for a long time. And I'm not saying like this conversation is too long, but like it's hard (laughs) to find a lot of things to say about this album that don't just take me back to being like this man, like is just processing this breakup in a weird way. Like, I don't think anything he says in the album is, is very interesting. It's just like, oh, that's what happened. Because like something that he like talks about with this album is like, you know, he like his first three albums are very verbose, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of words, mm-hmm. like a lot of like intricate raps and stuff, like very like poetic and stuff like that. All Files, All Files Down is incredibly poetic and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, But he was like the grief he was feeling is so palpable that he's like rap doesn't do it justice anymore. You know, I have these melodies in my head that are communicating what I'm feeling. And like a lot of the writing process was just like him going. Like like uh, I have this melody, you know. Yeah. And then (laughs) people are like and then the writers are like trying to translate that basically, you know, and just like it's very like from the heart. It's just like it's just like him like trying to like put like primal screaming and anguish through like a filter of a pop song you know yeah Yeah. i don't know i love it so uh we'll uh, get into it a little more right after this break click 
Why would she leave? Cause out the blue. You know, anyways. Uh, <laughs> by the way, I, you know, I feel like people, you know, obviously that was a big contentious point when it came out. Like, oh, he's singing. Like, well, like people yeah. don't want to hear that. Like people don't want to hear him sing. And I then, like, don't. And I would, I would argue like you guys don't want to hear him sing, yep. but it's incredibly vulnerable it's so vulnerable well, like, sure yeah, yeah i don't know so let's go through lowlights first because that seems to be like <laughs> what you guys want to talk about um so yeah Ariam, let's what's a low light for you every day all day robocop mm-hmm. so bad what don't you like about it Phew. uh so many things i don't like about it don't like the way it sounds don't like the way i feel when i'm listening to it <laughs> and i also i just i i don't Fair like reasons yeah. i don't like how on processed the whole thing feels like it just feels like he, it does feel like three weeks like I didn't know it only took him three weeks but hearing you guys say that I'm like oh yeah okay wow that makes a lot of sense because it, it feels like literally just like word vomit like stream of consciousness after you've been broken up with and like you're really salty about it and that's just like I don't know I his his him in particular, like Kanye's stream of consciousness stuff has always just been so hard to listen to because it's just like it just feels really abrasive. It also feels kind of harmful sometimes. Like, oh, yeah, the the spoiled little L.A. girl is like really bad. Yeah, that's very bad. Yeah, it's again. He's like he's contradicting himself. Yeah. It's like, how can you say that? Wait, did he say that in paranoid? Is that what you said? Yeah, paranoid yeah. is just like. Um, but like the idea that like she's he's saying this about a person who doesn't have a platform in that way. So like you can imagine, mm-hmm. you know, people like sending like her ba- awful things. Like maybe the yeah. internet wasn't as crazy back then, but like it's you know in the like current Twitter verse or whatever. But like people could have like people know like people know her name, you know, and stuff like that. And that's really bad. Like that's awful. That's actually uh, yeah a really good point about her not having a platform in the same way. Cause I think it's different when like you can defend yourself or you can like yeah. speak up on your own behalf. But it's like, if you dated Kanye West, nobody hears what you have to say. Everyone's just going to be like, Oh yeah, everyone's on Kanye's side. And yeah. I, I agree. That's the part of the album that I think is very, I think is bad. Yeah. Like I just love the, the string sample. Like it samples like uh, a- Alfonso Cuaron movie, you know, the, the, you know that bit is a sample and then he adds strings onto it and then it's just it's just like the thing he's really good at in my opinion is just like the melodic interplay the melodic and rhythmic interplay of just like like love lockdown is like a song where like hundreds of melodies are happening at once yeah and yeah, it's just like do 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 da 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 da, and then the drums, and then just everything going. Yeah, no. Then it's really funny though when he has songs like "Say You Will," where I listened to that in the car the first time, and he after he's done singing, I'm like, "Oh, the song's over." And then I look down, and it's like three more minutes, <laughs> three minutes of left. the same thing. And all the good songs are pretty much back to back, and then everything after that and everything before is just like. Ooh. Because I think it's like heartless, yep. love lockdown, paranoid, and amazing. Uh, you and I, you and I are in the exact same boat. I think the first six tracks of this album are really good up till paranoid, and then the paranoid Robocop no. fall. The Robocop like, fall off. It's so steep. Robocop is not only like I'm sorry to like also have this as my like. It's just it's like weird. It doesn't sound nearly as. It kind of has the same like sound as paranoid, but it's like the like 
worst draft almost like because this whole album is so sonically cohesive yeah i think he could have used one of them so know. funny enough i don't think paranoid is like the hardest song to listen to in fact i actually kind of like it i think it goes paranoid is good i think paranoid might be my favorite song like it's it's like very 80s and it's just like i yeah. love the synths and stuff it like that it feels like the only song on that album that achieves the sound that he was like had in mind originally because it's the only one that's like this sounds very 80s this sounds very like synth and you know like it's very like like it's about some dumb shit but it's really like you know like you could be yeah and it's problematic yeah it's problematic as fuck like every good kind of song (laughs) well it's also like you know it's like with the line between fantasy fiction and uh, re- reality on Kanye albums is very blurry. You know, I actually don't know what actually did happen. And like, if this is like a heightening or hyperbolization of something he was feeling, basically, you know, if he was actually gaslighting her in this way, or if it's just like to communicate a mood or communicate a disconnect or something like that. But yeah, it's also like on the production side, it actually feels like a song he put time into, you know, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Again, it's like, I'm not saying all songs have to be like, incredibly not chaotic i guess but there has to be a lot going on but like again it's like say you will it's like it's like you just like what do we do for like three minutes let's just do the same thing it's like it doesn't feel like the song was crafted i will say like the caroline shaw version that that was good that rules like it's just like him like Caroline Shaw coming in and him producing her into the song like it was really like, cool because it's very like the album is very minimal like minimalist you know yeah he kind of oscillates between minimalism and maximalism like where my beautiful dark twisted fantasy is maximal and this is very minimal and so like I I really like you know the 10 year anniversary where he adds my beautiful dark twisted fantasy on top of the production here. Cause like the melodies are here. Like the, the song craft is actually like, these are like Phil Collinsy ballads basically of him. Like these are, these are ballads, you know, these are not rap songs. They're like right. kind of, you know, ballads more so than like anything else. Uh, what's, what are some other lowlights though? Like, uh, for me, I, I, I know Pinocchio story is his most vulnerable, but it feels very self-servient to have it live at the end of the album as the closer of the album. It kind of ruins the sonic cohesiveness of the album. I don't really click with it. I realize that it's him like, but I also you know, really like, kind of, I like the choice of having it live because there's a lot of like reverberation to it. And it sounds very spacious, almost like he's like, like floating in a void or something. Because like, it's also like the audience not connecting with him. They're screaming, I love you. Right. <laughs> you know, just like, it's also like in a different country. So maybe that's part of it. It's like oh. the literal like language <laughs> disconnect. But it's like him, like the way he says, like, uh, just like he, he, it sounds like he's crying. He sounds like he is just like he's having a breakdown in public and it's not translating to people. Maybe like, that's him saying that, like, at the end of the day, regardless of like whatever struggle he's going through, like the public is going to take it how they take it. Like it's going to have to be public regardless. It's like a Nina Simone song that the way it's kind of like crafted of just like stream of conscious, like mm. kind of like stars, like by mm. Nina Simone. Where it's just like this, like pontification on like stardom and stuff. Um, yeah, just like that's that's a song where he like is very explicit about his mother, you know, right? Of just like, um, and it's the conch, it's the trap he's set up for himself, uh, like by chasing fame, 
you know, by chasing fame, you know, instead of he can never go back to normal life, you know, and he can be as honest as he wants and he could like scream for help, but then no one will get it. You know, no one will understand him and they'll say they want something from him instead of treating him as a peer or an equal anymore. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's, and I, I, I feel like I had to return to that song, like talking wise, but like a low life for me is, uh, uh, I guess Little Wayne's part in uh, just like uh, see you in my nightmares. Are we allowed to offload lowlights onto other artists? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I actually like that song. Like, and it's the only the one part I don't like is Mrs. Pu. Like that's just bad. Unless we were laughing about unless that unless there's a Mr. P. Is there a Mr. Pu? <laughs> Little Wayne like, is Mr. Pu. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's actually yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like actually uh, yeah that's the part i don't like um of that song and obviously all the um but actually like that song is kind of good in terms of just like uh <laughs> like look i want to hear you i just don't care for lil wayne i think he's got a goofy ass voice like it's his rapping style is not for me <laughs> we we called him like the sleep paralysis monster <laughs> yeah, just like on a different episode <laughs> like damn but, like, it works I but it's like <laughs> it's just like a nightmare like it's more so like uh like it like i said just like kissing off like his old life you know because he can never go back you know and just like him go like uh and then just like i'll see you in my nightmares you know I'll see you at 2 a.m. while I'm like, I wake up and I think about my life. You know, I'll see you when I accidentally see a picture of you online. So I'll he, see you're you. saying he's talking about Lil Wayne. Yeah. You know, if you say Lil, if you say, if you say Lil Wayne three times in a mirror, he'll <laughs> yeah. show up and like, you know, that sounds I think Lil Wayne's a, an excellent rapper. There's a lot of like y'all having a con con May con May West. Let's talk about Lil Maine. <laughs> Lil, Lil Maine. <laughs> Next year, 2022, <laughs> Lil Maine. <laughs> no, like seriously, because there's there's so much to dig into there. And I don't yeah. know why his verse on that song is so bad because I'm just like did Kanye just call him and be like, hey, bro, I need you to be here in five minutes. Right, right now. Literally, right. like, <laughs> I need you to be here in five minutes. Like, whatever you he can say, do just that. whatever you like, can he say. He did as do that. Not, not with Lil Wayne, but he did with that with, like, certain artists. It just, like, you know, like, hey, like, I need you on this track. Like, go, come on, go, 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 go. Like, you know, because it's like. That's like, what I feel um, like it was. And then Lil Wayne just, you know, threw on his. I, but, like, I, I really actually like the rest of his verse. Be, I just don't like the Mrs. P.U. because that really takes me out of it. But, like, the, just, like, his voice is, like, so, like, yeah, like I said, a sleep paralysis monster, just like, you know, yeah. just like mood setting more. And like this is ominous and off putting and like creepy and just like him. I I say that as someone with a soothing, sweet to listen to voice that people love to hear. So <laughs> I do love I, I do love how he says nightmares when he's like nightmare. Yeah, yeah I do like you that. in my nightmare. <laughs> Yo, hearing that through earbuds. <laughs> I, I did. Li- I like the I thought we were committed. I thought we were submitted. I did like that of just like how the song like builds and builds and kind of. Mm. But then it like. It's so hard for me to believe that at any point any 
I don't even know. I feel so far removed from like Lil Wayne and Kanye West as real people that I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> you fair. in a relationship? You sad about relationship? <laughs> like, totally, I'm just like, totally. I can't. And I, that's maybe that's my bad because everyone's a person at the end of the day. But like, well, it's, it's some, like people it's, it's like, <laughs> some people are RoboCops. Some people are RoboCops. It's so true. It's so true. Uh, it's also like you're you sad about a breakup? Would you could buy a jet ski that's right now I'm after saying. your breakup? <laughs> like, okay. So I do want to talk about like, um, yeah, like welcome to heartbreak is kind of like that's like the that's could be a com- potential complaint is just like you know. Dad cracked a joke. All the kids laugh. I couldn't hear him all the way in first class. So it's like him flexing, obviously. But it's like it's like oh, first world problem, rich people problems. Blah, right. blah. But it's like I traded this. I'm sitting in first class, but I'm alone. I have nobody. Mm. You know. Mm. So it's like it's these are just, that song is just like little vignettes of just like you know chase a good life my whole life long. Look back now, my life is gone. Like, where did I go wrong? Well, and again, it's, you get that on uh, Pinocchio too, where he's talking about like, you know, I spent all this money on, I can't, I can't spend any more money on Gucci. Like, it's not going to get me anywhere. You know, like, look where it got me. Yeah, with my mom. Like, I like, I look at the TV and I see me and I see nothing. You know, it's that is a devastating line. You know, and it's just like, especially contrasted with Good Life, where it's like, you know, I used to imagine myself on TV and look at me. You know, and then just like the a flip side of it is just like none of this means anything it's also like none of this means anything but it means everything and i think when someone dies like that just takes all of the importance out of everything so i do think that on this album he was like doesn't mean anything if i see myself on tv doesn't mean anything if i can like buy myself all this nice stuff but like you know maybe like two years later he was back to buying nice. You know, it's not like he was like, yeah. I'm going to take a step back from fame because nothing means anything anymore. It's just like, no, you're experiencing something really devastating. Well, the fact that we're hearing that on an album is kind of telling. Yeah, because the very next album he's talking. I mean, again, he's kind of dealing with like, you know, the the darker side of being famous. But it's still like my problem with Connie is he doesn't learn and like adapt or like take things to the heart. It seems like like I guess like like on this on this album, he's talking about like, yeah, he's saying like, you know, all this, these material goods aren't worth it necessarily. But then it's like the very next album, he forgets about that. It's not that he forgets about it. It's just that he leans into the fact that it's meaningless. But that's my, my thing is like, it's not like if the end goal is fame, like life is going to happen along the way. You feel me? So like, I'm not saying that I believe like his mom dying changed literally everything him as a person, him musically, all of it. But like, that's why I, when I listen to this album, I'm not like, dang, because I'm just like, that stuff everyone would say after, right after something that traumatic happens, you'd be like, nothing matters, nothing. But like, but then, you know, two years later, yeah, you're still sad as fuck, but like, you're happy that you get to have the life that you have. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like he, yeah, I, I, I imagine so. Like, it's like, it does, it's, it's still like, um, you know, Stephen Colbert, he talks about like grief a lot, you know, because his like brothers and his father died in a plane crash, you know, Whoa. like three of his brothers and like wow. his dad died in a car crash, like in a, in a plane crash, basically. And then he's like, to this day, he, he was talking with Anderson Cooper and he was like, sometimes I go through my day and go like, why isn't anyone asking me about this? You know, mm. why isn't like, you know, he, he's not like banging the floor, heaving, crying anymore. But it just like, 
irreversibly like changes your life. And then mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just like and it's like him like taking the wrong it's it's Kanye as compelling as a literary figure, like less so as like maybe like a oh, a good person I want to like live my my example by more so of just like um him like instead of like going back more so to he is like that's the part that's very relatable is like him going like I can never love again. Mm-hmm. I will never love again, you yeah. know. I will never after experiencing something this traumatic, I'm going to put this armor on and be this unstoppable RoboCop, basically. You know, like it's like but like him, like he again, that's him calling him by calling her or by pointing his finger. He's pointing four fingers at himself, you know, <laughs> I'm just like he is he is putting on this armor so that he doesn't get hurt again, you know, but I don't I don't get that like self-awareness out of it you know i i don't not that i'm like no it's i don't think it's as self-aware you know i don't think it's like i'm pointing a finger and i'm pointing four fingers at myself i think it's like i'm pointing a finger yeah like my whole hand is open (laughs) to point towards you like like you like yeah (laughs) you (laughs) you (laughs) what's the matter you you crank that soldier buddy you Okay, guys, with that, I do have to go. (laughs) Okay, so like we'll like, um, oh, yeah, we'll like edit you in saying like, uh, what do you think, Michael? And then you'll just like, like, you know, what's your rating and then what's your like song and stuff like that? I'll send you a clip of my rating and my song Uh, for for now, I'll say. And my highlight is um, real quick from this album. I'm sorry. I close out of the album. It's Paranoid. I think Paranoid is really fun to listen to. It is a little sexist, unfortunately, but uh, I ignore that and just enjoy listening to the song. So bye, guys. Thanks. Later. Nice to meet you. Uh, so let's go through. Let's go through some uh, highlights then just like uh, relatively quickly then. Uh, I did really like Heartless, but I also really liked um, Amazing. Amazing is a beautiful song. Just I really do like I think in the way that it sounds is beautiful and just the way he keeps being like it's amazing so amazing like Sean like we were talking and he was like this is repetitive but I think it's really beautiful because I like I'm like that's how you are when you're like wow like I'm so struck by something or like I'm so like I really you sit and you really say it and you repeat yourself and like Sean was saying it feels really repetitive but I do think the melody is really beautiful yeah yeah like it's like it's still like he is still thankful that he gets to make music and perform for people and stuff like that. And just like, it's also like his, like his spirit persevering of just like, no matter what, you can't take that from me. Exactly. You know, and it's like, but it's also like him, like despondent and dissociate dissociative too. Yeah. Just like, I don't give a shit also at the same time. That's the thing is I think like, if he did record that album in three weeks for real, then that's a really beautiful, like, because there is a point in a breakup or sadness or whatever, where you're just like, damn, shit doesn't matter. And I just kind of have to act like that if I'm going to like pick myself up and get through the day. That's true. And I think if, if that's what I'm yeah. hearing between you are so heartless and you like, you're so cold and it's kind of like, you know, cause you, you always keep giving yourself these mantras when you're going through a breakup of like, cause right now I'm literally going through a breakup right now. And like, that was the song that resonated the most with me. It was just like, 
it's really amazing how sometimes you can just sit back and be like, I'm sad as fuck, but like, yeah, I'm still the baddest bitch. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And like everything is, everything is still just happening around me. Like you feel me? Like me and Sean are sitting down recording a podcast. Sean is in Chicago. It's amazing. Right. Like it's amazing. Like we're having a fun time, you know, like we got to meet again, yeah. like, you know, and connect yeah. beyond just being internet friends. And, but That's at the I'm same saying. time, I, we, you're sad. I'm sad. You know, I'm doing like, great. Yeah. <laughs> we sad. No, yeah, no, no. Sean's doing great. Yeah. But it's like in many ways, like we're still doing great. Right. Like, and that's the thing. So if we're going to talk about vulnerability, I think that was the most vulnerable because it's like he's saying like no words at all, but it's really the song that made me feel the most. You've you've really like you have changed my perspective on it because like I, I do think it's the song is a little boring, but I do like looking at it as a moment of like, you know what? No, I have to like because I also like I literally had that moment, mm-hmm. not even lying, like five days ago, yeah. like. It's amazing. I have to. And I just love the harmonies he places on top of yeah. it. And it's like, yeah, yeah. like the it's I like that he's leading into like I'm like, you know, I like auto to his using autotune as a tool to like ha- help him execute what he's trying to do, mm-hmm. you know, like to incor- to make beautiful melodies the way he envisioned it in his head, basically. If yeah. he was just using his voice, it would almost feel more vulnerable. To the point where he's like, because there's, there's nothing to hold him back, you know, or like nothing to yeah. hide behind. So by putting this like auto-tuned robotic vocal on it. Like yeah. And he's like literally a robot. Like I have no, I, 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 I don't feel human. I don't know what I'm feeling. But again, I would argue that's like the tension of the album is he doesn't want to show this stuff, you know, at the same, like he does and doesn't want to show it because obviously he's recording an album and telling us how he feels, right, right. but also it's like him, like obviously it's for technical purposes of covering up the fact that he can't sing in that way. Well, sure. And like, but it's also, um, you know, just like, I'm not crying. I'm a cool robot man, basically, <laughs> you know, sure. but then you, 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 listen to words and you go, you're not okay, dude. Like, right. Right. Yeah. Well, but I mean, does that, does that make sense? Like what I said, I wasn't like criticizing it. No, 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 no. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, no, I really thought I wouldn't like the auto tune that much. Yeah. I, don't know. I was very surprised, but it's, there's times I think it's like overdone, obviously, but I think overall it actually works really well. So I like it because he uses it as a cinematic tool more so because Quavo just uses it because it sounds cool. Yeah. You know, T-Pain, you know, he uses it more in terms of just like, oh, it's a way to because he could clearly sing, you know, he could sing. sing Oh, sure. If he wanted to. But like he's using it as just like a way to like make anthems, you know, to make anthems. But yeah, Kanye is using it cinematically. This is a cinematic use uh, it's like, yeah, it's like kind of like putting a filter on like a camera lens or something like that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, it reminds me a lot of like Boney Bear and how he uses auto-tune now. Yeah, he and uses it really well. Yeah, yeah Boney Bear was very instrument. inspired by him. I too. think Sean made a really good point about how like auto-tune is such a good tool to hide behind and Kanye doesn't even necessarily need to hide behind it. And so it's like he's choosing to become a robot version of himself instead of like a human being. And I've also never talked this much about Kanye. So to hear everyone's revelations is just like really beautiful. Cause it's like, dang, 
like everything is really different to everyone who listens to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like that's and that's why I've been meaning to listen to that. Yeah, like uh, any any highlights from you guys? Any more highlights from you guys, though? Like, I don't think we got her on. Yeah, we like, said Heartless, Paranoid. I really like both of those. I would even say Love Lockdown. Oh, that's, a, oh, that's what I was about to say. Oh, God. Yeah. Just the sound of it on its own is yeah. really great. Lots of energy. I just yeah, I just love Lockdown. I love Lockdown. I love Love Lockdown because it's... Uh, I love lockdown, by the way. I like staying in my room all day. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, I was really surprised because today was the first time I ever listened to it all the way through. And I did like twice. And I was like, oh, I did not know all of these like good songs or all these singles I had heard are actually back to back in the album. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, that's interesting because if he released them as singles and he had to know that those were like the ones that would resonate with the public the most. So why didn't he like sprinkle them throughout? It's not really a narrative album. Like, you know, college dropouts, a three act structure, basically. Which is beautiful. So beautiful. And like uh, the other ones are like kind of like Kids See Ghost and Yay and uh, Jesus is King are kind of chiastic structures where it's kind of like climaxing in the middle and then dismounting afterwards. Um, But this is like, yeah, more of just like a concept album of just like, more just like a moment in time of like a snapshot yeah. of the song I'm feeling right now. And yeah. it's bad. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. right. I love, yeah, just love lockdown is like, I I already said, it. it's just like the more so the uh, chaotic outro, you know, the, the, and just like how it starts with doom, 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 and then it goes crazy. And then it goes, it's beautiful. Ends with doom, 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 it's beautiful. You know? And again, everything is mixed like, really well yeah. it just sounds yeah the drums well are uh, crazy like yes because it's also like it really it really blends genres in a really cool way of just like r&b like classical like orchestral music and uh just like yeah all that stuff i actually now that we talk about it i think it's really cool that kanye was e- even able to like put something like this out as a rapper because i think that really says something about what his like first three or first four albums before this did for him that he was then able to put out this album and folks were still like, I am a ride or die Kanye fan. Like people, he is di- people hated the- this. People did not like this. It's like Brian Wilson with pet sounds. Yeah. Yeah. Where they were like, you shouldn't do this. This is not what you are. Yeah. And then in hindsight now, like, you know, 50 years later, everyone's like, this is amazing. Yeah, 50 years later. That's what's always so interesting for me or better for me is when artists branch out and try new things, even if it's shit, you know, it's still like respectable that you tried something new. Um, yeah. It's also like, you know, a revelation I came to listening to this around this time though, is this is like kind of the first time we see his bipolar disorder kind of exemplified in his music. Mm. You know, this is the first time, like, cause it, again, he can't fucking relax. He can't, He is like, and it's like oscillating between like manic, like, and like shit, just like quiet shame, you know? Yeah. You know, like manic depressive, basically. Well, and almost like the fact that he put this out in three weeks, like, I mean, I don't have bipolar disorder. I don't quite understand how it works, but putting something out in three weeks is almost like its own manic manic episode. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, street, I want to talk about street light. Um, that's my favorite song on the rack. That's the one that made me cry um, because it is 
there's so many great, there's so many interpretations of the song of the idea of, I was so tunnel vision on fame. I was so tunnel vision on my dreams. I worked five beats a day. I made five beats a day for three summers. And I was so tunnel vision that I missed all these moments I could have enjoyed. Mm. You know, I missed, I missed out, you know, like when you're like, I, someone on Twitter, their dad died and that he was like, I wish I could just tell my dad I loved him. I wish I could just tell him, I could, I wish I could just have a conversation with him again, you know? And he's thinking about, man, I missed out. Like I, I missed out and I fucked up and it's not fair that uh, it's, it's like him going and it's also, but it's also him going, I'm going to be, nothing's going to stop me from my destination. So there's a hopeful mm. element to it. Yeah. Um, there's the, uh, let me let me know. Do I still have time to grow? Like mm. he is like, it's really gorgeous. It's like really it's 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 like very simple. It's very simple. Yeah. But he just like strikes on this universal like truth of just like this. I don't know. And it's just like the monotony of life of when you're experiencing grief of just like everything is meaningless. Like I'm just going to do I'm going to do shows. I'm going to yeah. make music. Because why not? Yeah, because that's all I have left. I don't have anybody. Yeah. So that's, this is all I have left. You know? And again, I think like going through a breakup and also like the death of his mom at the same time, like, dang, yeah. like even if a breakup is not like the end of the world in any case ever, like if it's you're going to grief. It's what I'm grief yeah. on top of grief. You yeah. Know? And so it's like, like I said before, like both of those things then kind of end up carrying the same weight. Yeah. Because you, you have the same association for both of them. And honestly, like this conversation has really made me see the album in a different way. Cause it's like, maybe he had to make this album to like move on at all with his life. Right. And, yeah. and I don't know how gracefully he moved on, but like, yeah, he kind of had to go from like, like if he was going to go from like joyous, optimistic you know, mama's boy, Kanye to cold father of like four. I don't know how many kids he has, but like whatever, you know, maybe this album had to happen for him to be like, okay, I'm just deciding to be this kind of person now. Yeah. And like, you know, it, it, for how flawed that relationship was, um, his relationship was Kim with, was him trying love again, you know, and having kids and like giving, you know, so there's, but it's like it's even that is not the same as just the pure love of just like Pinocchio's story. He mentions just like, you know, she was the one person who would stay after every show, you know, and I was living mm-hmm. in her home and all this was a big dream. I agree with like, say you will just like the I think the intro could be one minute less. Yes. You know, <laughs> I, I kind of like I, I understand thematically of just like. Oh, okay, this is how grief feels. It's just like this monotonous dragging on. Welcome to Heartbreak is really good. Like Kid Cuddy, great. I love him. Good guy. Uh has done nothing wrong. I'm just kidding. like um Kid, I love Kid Cuddy. I just like he's a big one of the big architects of this album basically. Um uh just like um and my head keeps spinning can't stop seeing these visions. Just like again, if he just sits down for one second, he's going to think about his life. He's going to think yeah. about he's going to and just like that's how grief works. It just it hits you in waves. It's just like I think I'm fine, and then just like you like you're like crying again, or just like I would like when I was going through grief, I would just like 
cry randomly. I would just like anytime I could, I would just like cry randomly. Yeah. You just um, got to pass through it. I mean, I, and I think this album then is really him just like trying to pass through it maybe too quickly. So everything just kind of becomes really chaotic. And yeah. like, and then also it's, it's that mixed thing of, uh, he's put, he's trying to protect himself emotionally of being like this heartless monster basically. And like, uh, being like, see you in my nightmares. I don't love you anymore. You know, of uh, just like, you know, keeping my love locked down. I'm not going to, and like coldest winter, I will never love again, basically. And then, um, but I think people need that. People need that time to not, because the the alternative is just being like this dopey, open guy who who's like more vulnerable than ever to be taken advantage of and like hurts more, you know. And like that's why people have like a lot of like temporary meaningless frivolous relationships too like around this time and they could you know <laughs> um in that like i'm not ready to love someone in that way you know yeah um, <laughs> yeah sean we it looks like you're really thinking over there <laughs> am i convincing you this is a great album <laughs> no i do think our conversation has definitely like i already upped my rating a little bit um yeah. but i don't know it's tough because again it's like hindsight bias where I know who he is now and how many like awful things he said that it's hard not for that to influence me. Yeah, that's fine. But again, I think there can be things you can take away from the record itself and separate it from the artist itself. It's weird because it's like you look at this and you see a guy like who's not completely corrupted yet, you know, Right, he, right. Like the things he's saying about his girlfriend isn't good. Like, that's not good. Yeah. Like, but like there's, there's a version, like I said, there's a version of him that goes on, you know, and maybe goes back to his roots more and like has a good support system and makes good music and, you know, makes yeah. weird shoes and stuff like, oh, those are some <laughs> weird shoes, but like, whatever, that's fine. <laughs> like, I don't even think that like he wasn't corrupted by this point. Cause I do think he was, but I think that like, it's a different kind of, of corrupt when you're yeah. like, I have nothing left to lose mm-hmm. and I have just lost something. Cause when you don't have anything left to lose, you'll say whatever you want. Even if it's not like, like if I said everything I thought on Twitter at like 12 at night, you know, like people are like, Ariam's batshit crazy. Like that bitch is wild. Like, and I feel like that's what it is now. I feel like it's more now of like descending into sort of like a madness. I feel like he was already very corrupted before. Cause yeah. it's yeah. him realizing that he can't put the genie back in the bottle. You know, mm. I can't become unfamous mm. anymore. You know, Damn. I can't go back to my mom being alive and me being in her room. Like I can never be my I most genuine self. I can't call her anymore. I can't yeah. call her no more. Like that's the Pinocchio. Like Yeah. And imagine knowing that you're never going to have unconditional love ever again. Yeah. Like imagine knowing that like mm. the source of unconditional love will literally never exist for you ever again. And it's him like the, the that's why I find the rest of his career late Kanye very compelling. It's him trying to find a version of that. It's, you know, in Kim, in, uh, in God, you know, in the Jesus in, is King era. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in, in the Jesus, he's trying to find God. He's trying to find, reconnect yeah. to something bigger than himself. Yeah, Unconditional he, exactly. Love. He's trying to connect to the source again. Like he's yeah. begging God, like 
give me something that's going to put unconditional love back in my life. But at the same time, he can't. Yeah. And this was like, and like, as I'm talking and I'm watching Sean's face and I'm even real, it's like my, my, my heart is literally sinking to my stomach because I'm just like, as I'm talking, like I'm sort of realizing like, damn, like, can you imagine? Cause everything in life that happens is easier when you know that there's always people you can run back to no matter what the fuck you do, you know? And it's just like, when something like this happened, then it's like low key, like, I would also get on the album and just say whatever the fuck I want, because now I really have to turn to myself as a source of unconditional love. And I don't know that I would ever be able to do that for myself. That legit, like, just fucked me. <laughs> yeah. Like, that really just like fucked me. No, it really. No, no, no. Like, and but the unconditional love part. Like, goddamn, I really never thought about that. Me, but the thing is, me neither. And like a human, like, that's not man. Like when it comes to moms, dads, whatever you have, like. That's just just different. Like it's different. Yeah, it's the tragedy of the American dream. That's the thing. It's it's the American dream. This it sets us up to like look at the TV and go, "Wow, that could be me." And then you then you look at yourself on the TV and you see nothing, you know? Yeah. Like and it's just like I don't know. It's messed up. Like, yeah, because like it's like all of a sudden you have to figure out how to love yourself or how to get that love in the same way. And you can't like so it doesn't matter where you're at. So, and that it's, it's like, you know, and that's the conundrum he faced, like, uh, we'll wrap up very soon, but like, that's the conundrum that he faces, like Michael and you guys saying, I can't see him as a person, you know, mm. I can't see him as a person, you know, and then. I'm even starting to think back on that now that like. Yeah. We're having this conversation. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, let's get through final thoughts and ratings. Uh, the way this works is we'll uh, rate this album out of 10 with a rating at the end. So okay. I'm like reeling still. Um, <laughs> uh, well, no, I mean, this conversation alone has changed my opinion of this album pretty drastically, I would say. Um, I do think by putting it out in three weeks, you do kind of sacrifice fine tuning it yeah. and making it more like making it sonically interesting essentially um because i think there's a lot of repetitiveness i think there's some boring stuff to it but i do also now more see that as a reflection of this depressive state that he's in yeah so i don't know but also maybe just like you know i didn't like this at first and arim and i listened to it all day so maybe <laughs> that changed my opinion as well like maybe stockholm syndrome i don't know but like it's it's grown on me for sure um it's still not my favorite of his but my opinion has changed pretty drastically. So I'll give it seven crash landings in my room out of 10. Mm. <laughs> uh, Michael, what is your rating for the album? I didn't really like this album. I thought it was kind of bad. I don't feel like it has very many standouts. Um, and I don't really like the thematic choice Kanye decided to go with with this album. Um, it's like very samey throughout um so i give this album probably five and a half pop balloons out of ten all right aria we turn to you now i mean i think this conversation has definitely given me a lot of information that i didn't have which is really good context for like listening to this and not just being like wow this man just made a really bad album with that said though like i don't know i'm not gonna like necessarily change my opinion about how I feel listening to the album. I feel like now if I listen to the album, I'll, I'll feel even worse because of all, everything we've talked about. Yeah. Um, and I do think it's just really like 
talking about Kanye just makes me so sad because like you said, like there was so much optimism and then there was so much no optimism and he's kind of made it clear that since he'll never be able to get his mom back, like we won't be able to get the same Kanye back. Yeah. And that's, that just makes it really hard to listen to any of his music post, post his mom dying. So, Mm um, I don't know, man, (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to give it five, five Robocops (laughs) out of 10, just cause like, I'm not going to front my shit. Like, I'm going to sit here and listen to that ever again. Because today was really the first time I sat down and was like, whew. Um, well, like, I'm I, I'm pretty happy with myself that I at least got you. Like, I, I never, my goal was never to, like, convince you that to like it, per se. But, like, right. to convince you to, like. Oh, you definitely have changed. Yeah, at least yeah. see it in a different way. Yeah, yeah. Like, understanding yeah. it. So, way. yeah, just the artistic value of this like the the breakup is like the reason i can like look past some of the shitty things he says about this girl is because it's more of a symptom of his the deeper problem you know here you know and the deeper grief he's experiencing i think it's perfect a near perfect album i think it's like um just uh incredibly heartbreaking in how it's like not in how in what in what he doesn't say you know mm-hmm. um the subtext of it all like and maybe like i i also get that people don't listen to always listen to albums that way <laughs> like people don't right. always you know just like think about like you know oh, they you take, about they the take what's presented to him yeah 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 um and if you don't like it you don't like it but like right. i also think it's like musically ambitious and adventurous and um just like the melodies are stuck in my head and just like, I was like, when I was listening to when I, after we recorded the, my beautiful dark twist fantasy episode, I was so like, so turned off on Kanye. I was like, I don't, I think I could take your leave him now. And then now I'm like kind of back on it a little more, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> by mm-hmm. listening to this and it's like real. And I don't have to have the answers, obviously. Right. Um, I don't have the answers sway. Um, but uh, <laughs> like um it's 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 great it's like um yeah i'll just i'll treasure this album for a very long time um i gotta give this 10 808s out of 10 so damn yeah so wow. uh great so now we'll get into our <gasps> i've been meaning to listen to that and we, we did, did. Playlist. Playlist. <laughs> Yay. Okay. I don't know if like not having Michael here like threw me off, but I was like, uh-huh. Go on. Uh, so Michael, what do you pick? I have decided to pick an artist who uses auto-tune to its fullest potential. Um, and is an artist I actually like. So um here's my pick. It is click by Charlie XCX. Uh click. Uh, I love this song. I think it's fun. I think it's uh, inventive. I think it's experimental. Um, Charlie XCX is a great artist who uses auto tune uh, well. Um, that's all. Bye, everybody. Yeah, there we go. Cool. Uh, <laughs> Something I've been listening to a lot lately, and like I have been going through like a breakup of sorts recently. But something weirdly that's really helped me through it is a lot of Biggie's music. Mm. Um, And in particular, 
obviously ready to die, but the song suicidal, suicidal thoughts in specific, I think has been very helpful because, and I never used to be like this, but I think like processing sad things while someone else is talking about really sad shit in between two songs that aren't sad. Like again, like, so I guess it is related. Cause like, it's amazing. Is And, um, suicidal thoughts is in between, I think like warning and some other song about robbing and killing, but like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love stuff like that where it's like, you're listening to something where someone's being hard as fuck on purpose. And then something where someone's like, I know I'm depressed. I'm going to sing this song about it. And like, I'm going to, Robin kill somebody in the next song <laughs> so like yeah i would say suicidal thoughts by biggie smalls cool yeah well let's let's take a little listen to that right now all my life i've been considered as the worst lying to my mother even stealing out a purse crime after crime from drugs to extortion i know my mother wish she got a fucking abortion she don't even love me like she anyways what's your pick <laughs> uh, can we get much higher <laughs> sorry oh my God. <laughs> it'd be rude of me to interrupt you Ed, after my oh. pick is dark fantasy by Kanye yeah. uh, <laughs> no no uh, no my pick is um, don't speak by no doubt click Knowing, knowing the situation of Gwen Stefani and... The bassist, right? Or the guitarist? I think the bassist. I don't know his name. Ra. BC McGee. <laughs> Four uh, strings plucky boy. There he is. <laughs> Guitar-y George. <laughs> Guitar-y George. That's his name. Even though uh, he's a bass player, which is like very subversive. So he is a bass player. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, just knowing their situation that, that this song is about their relationship and that they broke up and then still toured together for like two years, basically. And now they're back, to, like no doubt is, I think technically still a thing, but it's just, it's just a really interesting dynamic to think about how separating that like personal life work relationship. And so, you know, I think it's been expressed that I'm not a big Drake fan. I like <laughs> two of his songs. I like, I love two of his songs. You know, one song I love is, uh, you know, Nice for what? That's a song I love by him. But I love, I love it. I love it. It's great. But like the other song I love by him is Marv. I'm not going to pick that song though. The other song I'm going to pick is Marvin's Room. Uh, Click. Cups of the rose. Bitches in my old phone. I should call one and go home. I've been in this club too long. Um, where it's like kind of like built on the the tap the the foundation of this album, you know, um, where it's like very sad, like minimalist beat and like incredibly vulnerable and also like a little gross of how like he uses her voicemail as a sample. Um, Kent, and that's a theme. Yeah, that with a lot of his music. <laughs> yeah, and like how he doesn't. Ex, how he doesn't like his his production hasn't like changed since like views or whatever um but um yeah i i just really love his vulnerability i love just like um and so like it's it's so nakedly vulnerable and it's like so mm. like 
Mm. Um, it's more, it's clearly more about him, his, his, <laughs> his sadness and stuff like that. And just like, um, but like also like feeling trapped by the situation of just like, I can't get over this. So, yeah. and I know this is a bad decision, but I'm going to call you drunk anyways, you know? Mm. And his rap verse is like really, and it's like kind of like that deadpan, despondent rap verse. It's just like, we threw a party. Yeah, we threw a party. You know, just like him, him like so, so sad that he can't even like be excited about that. Yeah. Like it's amazing. So amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's it for our playlist. Uh, uh, Michael, what would you like to plug? Hey guys, it's me, Michael. I uh, forgot to uh, send in my plugs. So uh, I just want to come here and say that you can find me at Lemon Taco on Instagram and Twitter. And I also want to admit that when I rated the album originally, I gave it a seven instead of a 5.5 because I I'm a coward, I guess. Anyways, bye. Wow. Really? That's pretty cool. <laughs> um yeah, and uh, Sean, what what's uh, Ariam? What are, thank you so much, Ariam. By the way, yeah, like, thank you. Uh, you you were awesome. You were so awesome. This was like, so fun. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I really appreciate you like rising to the challenge of talking about this like in a really smart way and like in a really compassionate way too, and bringing your perspective like as well, and also being thank super you. funny and nice. Uh, <laughs> and you appreciate me bringing it. In a dumb way, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we appreciate the balance you provide, <laughs> <Right>. stupid bitch. <laughs> uh, um, well, yeah, thank you for having me. This was very fun. If there's one thing about me is that I'm going to talk about something, even if I don't know what it is. But in this case, I was very happy that this sort of forced me to listen to it. And this conversation also gave me a lot of context yeah do you have anything you want to plug like social media or anything or do you want people to follow you on social media <laughs> i mean you can follow me on twitter i just made a twitter um at rems online um we're really low level right now but we gonna get it up there yeah. you can follow me on instagram if you want at rem we'll put it in the description yeah, yeah. oh okay yeah. 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 I was like, should i spell it for you <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's it. Uh, Sean, what, are, what would you like to plug? Um, you can follow me on Instagram at T1 underscore Sean 599. You can follow me at Andrew A. Lee on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you can follow the show at IBMTLTT on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, you could, uh, you know, follow, you know, Olivia Jensen. Thank you to Olivia Jensen for our artwork. Thank you to Emily Blue for our theme song. Uh, thank you for uh, and uh, yeah, this month we'll be donating one dollar to for every um rating or review of the podcast we get on apple podcasts uh we'll donate one dollar to chicago freedom schools so that's a lot of fun nice y'all that's where my sister works oh yeah that's oh wow that's fun Gang. yeah 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 Gang. so like do it for her do it for uh hey, do it for johanna yeah yeah bitch. uh so Good. uh yeah and now we'll kind of have a closing sentiment from maria <laughs> <laughs> okay three Two, one. Whatever you have to say is always going to mean something to someone. And anything that you want to say, you should say. Um, I mean, obviously within reason, but um, I don't know. I think it gives me a lot of joy to just like do what I want. I think that's really apparent in the way I act like an idiot on the Internet. But I hope that everyone is able to extend that same grace to themselves of just 
like being themselves when and where and how they want. Yeah. Wow. Beautiful. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, everybody. Have a great day. <laughs> Bye. Click. I think my rating of this album, I think it's probably my least favorite Kanye album we've heard so far, but I still, I liked a little bit of it. I didn't like if I don't really like rap very much, at least like male rappers. So um, for I am able to and like listening all the way through the album. So because of that, I give it a seven out of ten.